shit. Ladies and gentlemen, now comes the fucked up subject of the hour. Please refasten your safety belts, keep your hands and feet inside the ride, and don't touch anything. It's going to get weird. And boxing gloves are highly encouraged. The guard of gladiators. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) It's about to go down, ladies and gentlemen of the court. So let's just go ahead and put the nail. Let's start with the first nail in the casket. What I want non-teachers to realize is that we don't just sit there and look at a curriculum. Okay. That's what a lot of people think. Oh, you just, you're reading from a book. You know what? Shut your fucking mouth. Okay. We not only have to look at that curriculum, then we have to try to make that curriculum somewhat interesting because every single curriculum that's out there is dry, boring, and overly redundant. And so now we've got to take this and shape it to the children that we're working with, right? Whether that's sixth grade all the way up through seniors in high school. Now we've got to make it interesting because these little assholes don't want to fucking learn. Then we've got to mold it to where we get engagement out of the kids. We're back in school and now we've got to get engaged. Guys, not only are we teachers, but like Chad was saying earlier, when he steps outside to talk to teacher or to his kids, we're also like, little mini therapists we're counselors Mm -hmm. we're men for the younger kids we're fucking babysitters some of these kids were parents Ah! Uh. wow and if you can if the education educators of the world can start wrapping their heads around the finer points of what teachers do on a daily basis they'll start to realize why so many teachers are quitting the job number one they'll start being more thankful for their teachers And we might actually see teachers getting the recognition that they actually deserve. And it's not like I care about recognition, but what I care about is that we're doing a job. We're not indoctrinating your fucking kids. I'm sick of that. If I hear that word one more time, if I hear that goddamn word, you're indoctrinating my child about what? I'm teaching your child about mesopotamia. Okay, how can I indoctrinate your kid about anything? We can't get them to turn in the assignment, let alone fuck it. Try it. <laughs> Look, can we stop, pause on that for a second? My wife, I'm, she's at work, and a guy comes up, and her kid goes to his kid goes to my school, and apparently his daughter is gay. And Ooh. this is a recent phenomenon, right? It is what it is. Like he's just found out about this. This guy apparently was not happy about it. And whatever, that's your life. But he said, it's those teachers up at that school. Said that to my wife, knowing that her husband works at the school. My wife. Was it shut gov- him down. Was it Governor DeSantis? <clears throat> so my wife shut him down. She said, wait a minute. Do you realize how handcuffed these teachers are? They're teaching with their hands tied behind their backs. They can't talk about anything. They're not allowed to express their opinions their political views, anything. If your child decided to start dating girls or whatever, that's because she decided that. And if there's an influence, it's the other kids at the school. It's not the teachers. And I'm going, dude, be a parent. Talk to your kid. Don't blame us. And you've never even come and sat with us and talked to us or anything. And you have no evidence whatsoever that we're convincing your child of anything, but we somehow made your child gay? Can we talk about the number of red flags in that statement? Out of all the Too things many. that a teacher would do, a teacher would seriously, could if they could get a kid to do, eating the same sex would not ever show up on that list. No. If we could force no. these kids to do something. 
if I could get any of my students to do anything, it would be fucking shower first. But that's we've already talked about that. Oh my god, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and that's welcome to living in Texas, by the way, in T Texas, oh. it's rough. And I'm like, man, dude, seriously, I'm gonna talk about this stuff. If See, the kid comes up, to, it's the exact opposite in Washington State. It's the exact, it's the exact fucking opposite. Oh, he doesn't have a pride flag in his classroom. He must be anti-gay. No, bitch, I haven't bought the fucking thing yet because there's 187 different variations of it, and I want to make sure I get one that looks good. Yeah, it's despicable. And don't get me wrong. There are teachers who don't support their students because of their personal beliefs. Look, I support every last one of my students, no matter what. I don't. It doesn't matter to me, like, who they are individually. I see their individuality. I can acknowledge that. But, man... I'm going to support them. I'm going to treat each and every last one of them equally and with respect and love and kindness. I treat them better than my own kids. Are you kidding me? The only time a kid ever gets any disrespect from me is if they give it to me in return. I'll lower my tone. I'll become a little bit more strict, a little bit more forceful. If you're going to come at me with a loaded, a loaded mouth gun, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, I'm going to show you like, Hey, back up, chill out a little Mm -hmm. bit. Let's get to the root of why you're angry here, but you don't need to be coming at me like that. Yeah. But God, no, that, I tell you what, I got so much flack for not having a pride flag in my classroom for the first few months. That's that's crazy to me because in the state of Texas, if you put a, several teachers have them, but you put that up and you're, you are exactly what they claim you are. You're indoctrinating our kids. What if the teacher's gay? Now what? Oh, gays and I hate bringing them. oh, yeah, you got DeSantis. Yeah. So not only do I have DeSantis, DeSantis uh, on my wall. I have the Florida flag. I have the Palmia, the WMIA. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the suffrage flag. Okay. I have my allied flag that Mikey sent me. Nice. I, ha- I have all of the military branches to include the Space Force. I have a tea stained Betsy Ross hanging up on my wall. I have the flag for the great country of Texas. It is. I have. Yes. It is. I grew up in Texas, so that's why. My family's still there. I've got a pride flag in the corner, and then I have my thin blue line I have for my law enforcement. And so the fact is, if you want to come in and throw anything at me, I'm like, go ahead, fight. Pick which one you want to be pissed off at. Well-rounded. Rounded. Yes. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I even have a, so if they really want to have it, I have a Jesse Jackson in 84. Or presidential campaign poster. Up yes. on Found that at a thrift store too. So yes, I will Macklemore the shit out of my classroom. Yes. But I have the Black Hills aren't for sale. I have oh, I've just got everything that somebody can find something to be pissed off about, but something can somebody can find something that's going to be appreciative too. Yeah. It's just the four walls. Because that's a lot of shit. <laughs> That's a lot of shit on your walls, bro. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll uh, when I get back, when I get my room reset back up, I'll uh, violate my prince, our promise to my principal, and I'll take a video and I'll do a, do a classroom like, hey, this is my classroom TikTok, and show you because I don't use my overhead lights. I've got all the table lamps set up, so it's a nice chill environment. I've got LEDs around the ceiling, TVs on, all the dumb shit. But yeah, it's well. They also, by the way, they're not hanging outward; they're hanging down. I got you. But yeah, I do love a good show and tell. It uh, is. Yeah. It's a fun one. But the like the kids that come in and they're like, oh, you've got that flag. I said the only thing straight about that flag is the way it's hung. 
Listen, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'll the thing. That. But, I mean, look, the kids, Brett the, broke it down. Brett, uh, there's so much that we do, and then people, uh, you don't have the right to talk about pay. Is it like only teachers aren't allowed to talk about their pay? Every other job in the world negotiates for better pay. You work at a job for 20 years, you're going to want to raise. And we constantly, you signed a contract, you agreed to that. Yeah, we did. That doesn't mean we can't want more pay, especially as inflation increases. Yeah, adjust for inflation. When most teachers have a pay increase, inflation, what, has been up 8% in the last, what, two years, I think it is? 8.7% in the last 12 months. 8.7%. And what, where, in Florida, we got a, I think they showed us a, I think we're sitting around two or three over the past two years. But that's just, but we're already low as it is. We're one of the lowest in the state in uh, Bay County. Okay. That's we can put it in perspective. Yeah. There are some, I'll tell you guys right now, my wife and I are blessed. We, lo- we work for a very good district, a very well-paid district. And I'll say it. But we also live in one of the most expensive cities in the United States. So it's got to be the rub. rub. There's the rub. There are so many teachers who live so far below the poverty line because starting salary in some places doesn't even equate to two-thirds of the poverty line. So you're telling me that if I was one of those teachers, I couldn't go to my school board with my union rep and go, I work three jobs and I still can't afford my house payment. Yeah. And the problem in Texas, it's a right-to-work state. Same in Washington. (laughs) But we're contracted, so we at least our union is good there. Thank God. Yeah. Hey, are you guys getting the anti-union stuff in your states as well? Mm, I don't yeah. want to say if it's a state thing, but my mom is a union rep for the school district that she's in, so I get to see it firsthand when I accompany her to keep her safe during board meetings. Sometimes. Hey, my my wife's the rep for our union. And let me break it down further. She's a she's the lead ju- steward, but she represents the classified. So she's repping all the paraeducators, bed, all that good stuff because that's what she is. She's a paraeducator. Let's not Shout even out. get into how bad those fuckers are treated. Jeez. Oh my god! Right. And the how much work they just do. Approved. They just approved our paras and our all pretty much all of our support. They just approved them at fifteen dollars an hour. Oh wow. Let's put it this way: You don't want to in talk Florida? about get the subs. Yeah, the subs were at nine ninety or nine fifty an hour. They oh, just this oh, year pushed them water out. Good. They pushed Jesus. them to twelve this year. <laughs> it That's is ridiculous. Disgusting. Let me put it this way: So, like, my mom put it best, and I adopted her methodology. So, like, when stu- whenever there is a paraeducator in the classroom, the like. I know every teacher is different, but what I tell my students, I was like, no, she is not a paraeducator. She's the second teacher in this classroom. She's just as educated. She is helping you guys. She knows you guys just as much as I do. So you're going to treat her with the same. Res- you're going to treat him or her with the same respect you do me. Absolutely. And don't give them attitude. Don't give them lip. Do not demean them. Because if I find out that you are being disrespectful, we're going to have problems because that is a teacher. I was like, and that's the one thing that I want, especially administration and parents to know. It doesn't matter the job title. Respect your paraeducators. You like thank them because they do the same amount of work, if not more than more, some teachers more. do. Like, like principal secretary. 
oh, you couldn't pay me enough. Uh -huh. Oh, hell no. Hell Principal no. secretary, you got to work two jobs because of the pay, but you're working three jobs at that one. The amount of crap they put on secretaries in the school, it's it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. The amount that they drag these paras, because there's a, there's so many of the paras that we have, and I even hate calling them paras because it's, it's, it's a, a lessened position. No. They pull them, and from day to day, they may not know what they're doing. They're, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing, but this is what we're going to have you do. By right. the way, at any moment's mm. notice, you're going to impromptu sub this class, and we're going to bounce you. And since you're only you're a parent and you're not a teacher, you don't get a planning, so we're going to use you all seven periods. Yeah. And they have to be... They have to be like a Swiss Army knife. They have to be a jack of all trades because they get bounced around from different subject to different subjects. So it's just like, yeah. I'm like, respect your paraeducators. But I want to go back to the salary thing real quick. So parents, this one's specifically for you. So if you're listening and you're not going to like what I'm about to say, then fast forward a couple minutes because this is going to be a long one. When I ask for classroom donations, please don't email me back and tell me, be like, oh, you're a teacher. You should afford it. I'm like, I shouldn't have to pay for my classroom surprise, but surprise, I have to. Because half the time I was, what do you mean this paycheck? 10% of it goes into buying pencils and other things that I should be supplied with because your child seems to keep losing their pencil and I keep running out. So that's why my, I asked my principal to be like, hey, my parents are going to buy me a pencil machine for Christmas. So is it OK if I charge students for pencils? She's do it. So I, I, have a I have a pencil machine in my classroom. So the kids are like, Mr. Hell, can we get a pencil? I'm like, yeah, do you have a quarter? Stick it in the machine and there you go. But when I asked for classroom supplies, oh. please don't email me back and give me a smart ass remark. I was just like, I'm asking my parents for supplies because I need help. I'm not asking you for like hundreds of thousands of dollars here. I just want a box of pencils that's like maybe 20 bucks. If you can't afford it, like give me some tissues, some, oh. I don't know, wipes, a colored pencils. I'm like, these are things I need throughout the year. You just don't get them at the beginning of the year and that will last you. I'm like, have you met the students that we're working with here? Our district did something real cool. They were like, hey, teachers, get an Amazon wish list. We'll share that out and have parents help you out. That was met with so much fucking flack. Now, my district is full of Boeing and Microsoft employees. Go fuck yourself. I'm like, I'm not asking for technology. I'm not asking for expensive shit. I just want a box of pencils. It's so much to ask. The yeah, most expensive thing in my Amazon cart last year was a $25 set of rope lights that a mom actually bought because she thought that would be cool in my classroom. Oh, a little ambiance. All right, cool. Shit. Jump on my wish list and bought me some a multi-pack of Ticonderogas. Nice. You I bought some off my wish list, didn't you? Was that you? Was that you? No, I sent you small sweatshirts. <laughs> I got to get that out of my truck and put it on my bulldog. Oh, dude, you got a bulldog? Oh, oh dude, I got an English bully. I'm still waiting, by the way, motherfucker, for my man size one. They're still shaving the sheep to make it. Jeez Louise. Big bastard. But, Big oh, bastard. Damn it. Oh, okay. Speaking of parents, this is my favorite topic to talk about. Parents, I'm not asking for you to reply to every email. I'm not asking you to reply to or call me back when I call you from the school phone. But one acknowledgement of anything that I send you would be fine because half this whole entire year, 
I had maybe two or three families that were good at getting back to me. The rest of them, I'm like, do y'all even have parents? Because I haven't seen nor heard of them for the entirety of the year. Yeah, it's extremes. You either get zero contact or would you please leave? Listen, I will take the please leave me alone. I was like, at least it's a response. There we go. But I'm just like, just give me something. Don't leave me in limbo. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't mind if you don't want to talk to me. Cool. I'm okay with that. Do not act like you are parent of the year a week before grades are due every quarter. Oh, little Johnny, I don't know why they're failing. Could you please tell me what assignments they're missing? Look, okay, you, you have, have access. Computer <gasps> that part. Go that in part. there and see why your kid is failing. And it's not when we were in school. And I hate to do that back when we were to do the old back in our day type shit. But the idea is that we used to be able to get the, report, the progress report. Oh, they, the teacher's just screwing me over. You could almost get away with a little bit of some bullshit. A little bit. Now, because even as a parent, I go on to my sons and I'm like, oh, he, before he's ever tell me he's failed a test, I know about it because it's in focus. And so I sit there and I'm looking and I was like, if they have, if I can do it, they can do it. So when you look at me and go, could you please tell me? And they say, could you give me a list of all the assignments my son is missing? I was like, it's in focus. You can see it all there. Could you provide him a copy of the assignment? I said the student was provided that on paper the first time and second if they would like it again it's digitally in canvas and they're yeah. like what's canvas oh yeah and they're I, like I'll, I'll, i think every email i've ever sent to a parent i have written deleted written again deleted and then written a third time before because i got to check myself for that the sarcastic going I'm here fuck oh, yeah. hard yeah, I've got to, I've got to remove deleting. that tone. I've got to uh, remove that. Tone. I got you an email on Monday. Me. I got an email on Monday that I just responded to this morning. I woke up Monday morning, grabbed my phone, saw I had a couple emails from work. Looking through them, figured they were like, you did this. Like, here are postings for if you want to do summer school or if you want to transfer jobs. Here's our transfer portal and all this other shit. No, it was apparent. So little Johnny Appleseed over here, I'm trying to figure out why he got a D in your class. Was he, is he, was he missing assignments? I see he was missing assignments. So we're going to have him turn those in and we want to make sure that he can get his grade up. And I'm like, school ended Friday and I turned in my grades Friday. Yeah. Uh, look, I need to message. You got to message me who she was again because I forgot. I'm going to see if she'll make me one. Your jar full yeah, of fucks. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So look, I'll, I'll I'm telling you, man. Go ahead, Chad. No, yeah, I was, I, we, it's, we all live the same life in different places. Parents just, it, it's ridiculous. You've had access. In our district, you're getting, <clears throat> at least my school for sure, you're getting an email. If your kid is failing a class, you're getting an email alert once a week. You have full access. You get reports, updates. We're required to contact you so often, and you're getting report cards. But then at the end of the year, how come I haven't heard from you? That lies, man. I got all the, and, and that's the other people outside of edu- education don't realize how much documentation is involved in just proving that I did my job. I spent more time documenting that I did my job than actually doing my job. I will say that I love the idea that uh, we have focus, yeah, focus for the grading system and attendance, all that nonsense. I don't know if y'all use it or are familiar with it, but. I send emails directly to the parents from this, and then 
there's a nice little button that says attach to student record. So every time I email a parent a message or email a parent and the student, because I always hit them both, it puts it into the kid's school digital record. So when they go, you haven't contacted me, student documentation, boom. As you will see, here's the date that I sent this report out, this report out, mm -hmm. this report out. And you have never replied back to me. I said, I have Google Voice. I have Remind. I have email. I have the Focus Messenger. I said, those are four just right off the top, not to include the school phone that you can hit me up on. And mm -hmm. there's all those numbers provided right on my Canvas page. Yep. You have yeah. no excuse to not reach to me. And I get a kid the day after. I, did, I, talk, I don't know if I talked about that last time, but I did a video on it asking me if there was something he could do to bring up his first semester grade after school let out. I, I wish it was a joke and I was just making up some comedy for a video, but I wasn't. He goes, can I, is there something I can do to get my grade up? Because my mom's been riding my ass on it. I said, dude, it's the first semester grade. That should have taken care of, oh, I don't know, during the first semester or maybe even the second semester, but not after school has let out. Seriously. It's ridiculous. Or they, I love it when they come to you the last day of school. Is there anything I can do to save my grade? No. No. <laughs> no. I oh. just submitted your grades. It's over. Did that video? I know you guys had to see it. Is there anything I can do? Yeah. Spell way. W a y. Oh, you forgot the f. There's no f in way. Exactly. <laughs> That's priceless. That is I, genius. I, I saw that too late to use it this year. But it is going to be a staple of my conversations next year. Damn it, I wish I taught high school. <laughs> Golden. There are some benefits to teaching high school. Listen, Brett, this is how you get This is what I've come to find. This is how you get away with it with middle schoolers, especially the ones that told me, so I'm going to tell the principal. I'm like, go for it. And who do you think she's going to believe? I'm going to that. <laughs> and see, here's the thing, though, too, because I it depends on who your administration is. Like, I can get away with it where I'm currently at because my principal and I were on the same wavelength. Like, she's professional. She's cool. She's awesome. But she also a little bit ghetto sometimes, too, when she needs to. So I was just like, like, the, everyone was telling me, be like, yo, watch when she actually digs into a kid. I'm like, I, are we seeing the same thing? And then I witnessed it firsthand. I'm like, I'm even scared and I'm an adult. I was like, don't make me get in trouble with her. Woo, boy. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get ghetto with these kids. And that looks different for everyone. But I'm like, bro, I'm Mexican. Don't play with me, homie. Be like, I'll go vato loco on your ass in a heartbeat. Hey, don't look at me, little puppet. Don't look at me. Fuck, Ooh, I'm watching. Really. I said a vegetarian. Oh, that was another conversation that happened. <laughs> We're going to have a watch along at some point. But that was the other thing, too. Like, when I look at these kids, they're like, you don't know what I've been through. I was just like, homie, when you have knee reconstruction surgery, when you've been shot at a couple of times, then come talk to me. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm so still trying to find a doctor that will cut me open and fix my goddamn knee. <laughs> no, at least when you Pet find a man. doctor, you don't have to worry about not dying. I go to the VA. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's you the other thing I want non teachers to realize too. 
It's just if I'm gonna have a sick day, let me have a sick day, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, don't call well. me. Don't text me. The don't call. Worst. I was just like, I am human. I get sick sometimes too. It may not seem like it, but I'll go in there have been times more. where I've been sick. I was like, I can't afford to miss, unfortunately. So I'm like, Mr. L, you look green. I was like, I'm sick. I have a cold. I think I'm going to puke at some point later today. But w- damn it, we're here because I can't afford to miss a school day, unfortunately. Yo, when I, when I caught the Wuhan, shit. <laughs> I had parents like, we know you're out, but what the fuck are you in? There's no I'm trying not to that. die. I'm trying not to die here. Uh, it's Dude. more work. Uh, I will go in. If I've got a cold, if I've got something going on, I will go in because I'm like, fuck, I'm not put together enough to have that sub plan on standby. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. It's so much more work when you miss, man. And it they crazy stuff out. happens, man. Which Why is it I, that crazy stuff always happens when you're out? <laughs> look, so I was out. I had the vid and I was out. And uh, while I was out, this is the first two weeks of school, logged in. This is last year. So it was in the hybrid learning. So the first day they were all virtual, introduced myself. And then so when they actually were on campus or whatever, I was gone because I had the vid. I'm at home dying and my colleagues are teaching my classes. I get back and I got in trouble for a text that was provided to my students while I was gone. They're like, Parents called and they complained about this text. And I'm like, what text? I don't even know what you're talking about. You do understand I've been gone for two weeks. I actually had to have that conversation. I, what? Are you kidding me? You got in trouble for a text somebody else sent? Yes. Not a text message, like a text the students read. Like a reading. Oh. Yeah, yeah, text. my bad. Didn't contextualize that, that enough. Yeah, no. A text, so like an essay they provided to students to read and analyze... And it was an argumentative piece because sophomores, they're doing argumentation. And they were like, well, this is a one-sided piece. And I was like, yeah, because it's an argument. That doesn't yeah. mean that was the only text that was provided. And also, I wasn't at work. I'm not even supposed to be. And that's just on sick days. <laughs> Don't even get me started on when I take. I've had to rarely do this, but there were some points this year where Thankfully, my principal is very supportive because I was like, I need to take a mental health day for me because my brain is just if I don't take a day to myself, somebody is going to get hurt. I'm like, I will throw this child out of the room. I will throw this child off the second story building like right now (laughs) to finish. I will defenestrate this child from my window or this one. Raise your hand if you had to take a day off so that you could catch up on your work. Uh, Take a day (laughs) off work. So that you can work. Oh, okay. What profession does that? I, I don't. I, I can't even tell you. Or how about this? Yeah. Yeah. Or how about this one? I maybe it's not for everybody, but how many of you actually? I had to set boundaries this year, but how many of you had because of everything that's we do in a day? You had to take some stuff home to grade for no apparent fucking reason. See, that was just me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like, I really oh, fine. I, I stays set, there. I set my I set a standard this year. Damn, Brett. Year. Like I feel you. See, I'm not. I will okay. stay late, and I told my wife. I said I will stay late an hour and a half most days. So the fact is, when I go home, you have to have that line that we cannot burn ourselves out. To the fact is that we are thinking about teaching twenty four seven. Yeah, I did it when I was and in I think service. That- 
I did it when I was yep. in the service. I was it's with a military. It's twenty four seven because you can get called in. Long story on that one. Yeah. But knowing the what it does to the family, and my first year, and even into my couple, my second and third year, was bringing it home and going. I've got a great papers. Why do? Why am I taking time out of my family and doing everything? I said I have to See, have it. And this year I set that, and I was like, I'm not bringing home anything to grade. See, part of that reason that I do have it is right now my wife and I, it's just my wife and I right now, and we're both teachers, so we both end up bringing shit home just because. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, I don't want to be in that fucking building anymore. Like I start Fair. looking at those full walls, and I'm like, I just gotta get the fuck out, and I still got all this grading to do. But I can go home, I can be in my recliner, I can have my beer, I can watch my TV show in the background while I'm grading, and I can have those. So for me, with just being me and my wife, that was, it was easy. That could all be possibly changing in a year or two. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like everybody's got their own, everybody's got their own way of approaching it, but there's got to be a boundary somewhere. Like when it's wife, husband time, when it's family time, it's, you're there. Like, you got to pull, you, you got to put it away. Yeah, and exactly. But if you're on all the time, you can't be. In my first year of teaching, I was working till like midnight. Like I'd leave work and I'm working till midnight, grading papers and writing curriculum and doing all that kind of stuff. I'm waking up at four in the morning to get back to work, setting up on all the plans and everything. The amount of work was just crazy. And honestly, to do all the work that's actually expected of us, you pretty much have to work 25 hours a day. Absolutely. And so you've got to decide, look, some of these balls are going to have to drop. Because I need to give, you give so much attention to other people's kids that your kids get neglected. You give so much attention to other adult parents that you don't get to spend the time with your spouse. And that's not okay. And how many marriages have fallen apart in, in this profession? It's not okay. No. Besides marriages too, just like romantic relationships in general too, because mm -hmm. thankfully I've been very blessed to not have that happen with my current relationship. But I have seen it, and it is not. <laughs> that was one of my mm -hmm. wife's biggest fears when we started dating, because I wasn't in education at the time. I was working retail, which is another beast in the months itself. And she was just, she was always worried, because she was still bringing stuff home, because at that time, she was working with a severely handicapped children. So there was a lot of stuff that she did have to bring home to get ready to manipulate for the next day. And that was her biggest fear, is like, there are days where I'm not going to be able to go hang out. We're just going to have to sit here while I do work. I can't tell you how many laminated fucking sheets I cut dating this woman. What a trooper. That's yeah. a keeper, right? That's a keeper right there. If they're willing to cut all those laminated sheets. <laughs> and that's the thing, though. It's like you, you said it, Chad. It's like when you got to be able to shut it off and you've got to find the right time to shut it off. And as a teacher, it's you have to be willing to shut it off. First and foremost, you have to be mm -hmm. willing to put like I dude, I spend so much time reflecting on me and asking, like, how bad did I really F that up? And. So I get caught up in that spiral and eventually it's just, you've got to leave it. When you walk out of that school with that problem, you got to be able to set that down and just deal with it when you get back. Yeah. And that, and that tags on something that something else is a problem that people don't realize about teachers <laughs> mentally, what we do to ourselves, passionate teachers that really care about the job, that care about those students, care about what we're doing. You pour so much into it and then you reflect, what did I do? What could I improve? And you end up in this kind of this guilt cycle if you're not careful. And you end up in the like giving yourself these mental issues and it's something that's not really addressed, but you're always on. And so you don't have time to deal with it. 
And that's when you end up having to take those mental health days or you spend the first month of summer break just completely useless and not able to really do the things you want to do. And some of us, you step out of that classroom at the end of the school year, you step into summer school or another job. A lot of teachers have to work jobs over the summer. You don't get the recovery everyone thinks you get. No. No. And that was me this year because... Like I was sharing earlier, like we just I've, this is only my fourth day of actual summer, quote unquote, vacation. But as soon as I cleaned out my classroom and I can I just say I don't care what nobody says. Cumulative files can go burn in hell for all I for all I care. I hate cum files. <laughs> but the point being is I'm fourth day on vacation. What have everyone's all? Oh, what have you been doing the last couple of days in my bed sleeping? not doing anything because I just collapsed. I was like, like, I'm like, I checked out. So I was like, if I don't, if you don't hear from me for the next three days, it's not because I'm ignoring you on purpose. I'm just decompressing. I am sleeping in. I am trying to find a balance to get back to stasis. That's, and it's my wife. She was a Montessori teacher for many years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Early childhood too. So it's the, she did the babies. And so she's familiar with the teacher life, and she had to deal with my military stuff. And but she also she's one of the greatest supports that when I come home that she's, she's I try not to unload on you because I get home it's just you walk in that door and you just set your stuff down and just go. Can I not think for five minutes? And you have mm-hmm. to find a way to get that reset. That kind of just and that kind of plays into something that Chad brought up earlier too, and that sense of loneliness, like. The other thing that for me is that unless other people are in the education field, sometimes it's like talking to them when I'm venting or if Mm -hmm. I'm telling them is what's been going on. It's like being a teacher and telling non-education people, teacher people is just like talking in a foreign language. So I was just like, they listen, but it's just I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall half the time. And that's not their fault, but I'm just like, damn. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you wonder, is it coming across like the Charlie Brown? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's man, there's so many. We could go for hours talking about things people don't understand. Oh, like, my God. You know, yeah. When you're trying to wind down, I don't know about you guys, but like my first couple weeks outside of uh, I'm doing summer school, so I'm right back on. It. And of course, we have to be there really su- stupid early in the morning. But I had about a week and I went through uh, I'm, I'm doing what Mikey's talking about. I'm completely wiped. I'm sleeping in doing all that stuff. But then the other part is, oh, I'm supposed to be answering an email. Or I'm supposed to be doing this. And I'm having to force myself, shut it off. You don't have any obligations right now. Relax. But I can't. Like, I'm, It's almost like I'm going through work withdrawals. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I found myself doing that today. Actually, I did it yesterday, and I, saw my, I found myself doing it today. was checking my work email because we use the, it's a Gmail base, so I have it programmed in. I'm like... Let me go through, and there was, of course, emails that I had to respond, that I'm supposed to respond to, or they're requesting communication back, and I'm like, do they expect, does admin, and I've got a great admin staff, but yes, they're on all year, they're 12 year, twelve month, but do they expect us to sit there and be checking our email over the summer? And I'm like, yeah. when do we get to check? When do we, seriously, we're not on the clock. We When do we check out? You don't get me until the end of July when I come back. Right. That is yeah, that's I, a real problem. I've got, there's, oh, hey, by the way, you've got a summer PD. You've got, they're trying to schedule some meetings 
them and they're like, yeah, <laughs> I don't you'll want get to talk for this. <laughs> you'll get paid for this. I need to check out. I need to check out. And I need to recover. I need a break, guys. Because I had a couple of days prior to, or right when school let out, I had a, I had, I think it was just one week. And then I had to get into some of the summer training that I have to do. Right. And that was two weeks. Then I just, I had about a day off. Actually, no, I didn't even have a day off before I went down with my, to go see my daughter. She just moved to Gainesville. And so we just, I just come off. So this is like my first real day of like legit summer. And I checked out and me and the kid was playing Fortnite for the most of the day today. There you go. And nice. it was just awesome. It was, my wife was really great about it. She, we just came back from a five hours trip last night driving, but it, she, she was like, you know what? I'm just going to let him have the day. She knows she didn't bust her butt. Didn't necessarily bust because it's not that she's one of those ones. Hey, you need to do this. No, but she just let us go. You know what? I'm going to let him check out today. And it was great. It was, it's, we seriously need to make sure that we do that. We check on ourselves and, and each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, one problem. I hear this language and it's really, it's toxic because it's, we want to honor your time. Then don't email me at 11 o'clock. Don't tell me you're going to honor my time and then schedule a meeting after work. You know, unless it is on contract hours. Unless it is of absolute dire fucking need. Don't email me. (laughs) Yeah. At 11 o'clock at night. I don't need an email saying little Johnny's on ISS at 1030. I don't give a shit. And that's a that's another thing. I, I feel like ad, ad, administrators working themselves to death because we see it from our side, but a lot, we don't see it from their perspective. Why are you working at eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, you've got to set some boundaries too. It's okay. You should not allow these parents to have this much access to you, and you have a family too. And we can't afford for you to be disgruntled. And then because when you come into work, you're going to take it out on us. And that's not okay. And then we're going to end up with this tension. And I th- it's just across the country. There's these. I get along. With, I get along well with my administrators. But across the country, man, it's, there's tension. It's like it's us against them. And it shouldn't yeah. be that kind of dynamic, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to take some time off. You got to respect your own boundaries as well. Yeah, absolutely. If we could, it's if crazy. they could do something, and I do it to my uh, my son's teacher, and I'll start him at the beginning of the year. I was like, if I ever email you at night, it's because I read something that I'm trying, going, oh crap, I forgot to, I have to do this. As the parent, do not reply to me. You see a message, do not reply. I do not expect to hear back from you. I don't expect to catch you at the middle of the night. If you read it, it's on you. I, ex- I do never expect immediate response. I said a minimum 24-hour right. turnaround. At mi- and I'll put urgent, non-urgent at the beginning of it. If it was, I'd put like urgent. I, this is holy crap. I, I really fucked up on something. But right. I'll even put the email <laughs> off. I'll even put it out there. I do not expect a response back within the next, until tomorrow morning. Do not worry about this. Because we do have to value that time. And I think we've we're in that age of technology and easy access i have my my phone set up for my emails but i don't get emails from my work i don't get notifications from my work email (laughs) outside of the office hours outside of business i have it set up from zero six to i think i went all the way up to six o'clock just i think it was five or six o'clock i said if i do not if you if i don't get the email during that time i don't get a notification until the next morning 
which is yep. it's so nice because your phone's not blowing up. Hey, why isn't yeah. this graded? Why isn't this graded? Hey, could you call my mom? Could you tell me this? No. <laughs> no. That's what frustrates me with is that from 7.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon is when I will answer you. Anytime after that, I left the school building. I'm not answering parent emails unless it is in an emergency. This year, I've, o- I've only had one parent that would email me like at 10, 11 at night. But that was something that was discussed beforehand because mom told me at the beginning of the year situation, she works night shift jobs, single parent. And she says the only time where... If I'm checking anything, I'm at work, I'll take a break like that late at night. And I'm usually up that late anyways, because insomnia sometimes. But unless it is that kind of situation, and I appreciated that mom actually cared enough to be like, hey, my son's doing this. I'm sorry for bothering you. But she explained the situation of why she was emailing me so late, because I was like, why is she emailing me at 10, 11 o'clock at night, lady? Right. And then she, on her day off, she came in during lunch and she explained the situation. She's, I'm sorry, this is the situation. Gave me the full story. I was like, damn, I feel like an asshole now. So I apologized to her. I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I did not know the whole thing. So please forgive me. She said, it's okay. Sweetest woman ever. Very short. Like, I love her to death. She ended up becoming my room parent, funny enough. Like, she would take care of everything that I needed for the classroom while she was at work in the middle of the night. So while I slept, she was putting in the extra hours. So I was like, ma'am, you're great. But once I'm out of the school building, don't call me, don't text me, don't. And that bleeds into my personal life, too. I'm allowed to have a fucking personal life outside. If I want to go to a restaurant, if I'm out with some friends, if I'm at the beach. Let me be a human being, damn it. Like, my brain is off. Yep. I should not have to be on 24-7 to appease you. Yeah, you see me, at, if you see me at a restaurant and I'm sitting at the bar, it's because I'm an adult and leave me the hell alone. Yes, that is not the time to have a parent-teacher conference. Why yeah, absolutely freaking, not. Yeah, I'm sitting in my first year. I worked, I did security. I, did, I was a bouncer at a biker bar. Go figure. And this mom came up. She said, look familiar. You're my daughter's teacher and wanted to have a whole discussion with me. Oh, this isn't who I am. I usually don't drink this much. And shit-faced. But wants to talk to me about her kid. And I'm like, Mr. Ward's not here. Get out. Go away. Yeah. Fuck off. Nope, not happening. So this wasn't a, this isn't my story, but a similar story happened where During the summer, I have another teacher friend of mine who works security at, we'll just, we're adults here, like he works security at a strip club. So I was like, all right, cool. You know what? We don't shame on this, in this household. But he was telling me that unbeknownst to him, it's one of those awkward situations when you find out one of the mom works there. And so there was just a whole cacophony. I was just like, she felt so bad. She's, I'm just doing what I can't listen. I don't know where everyone else stands, but I was like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I was raised by a hardworking parent. Like, I know the thing. There are some things that my mom had to do to make sure me and my brother got through college, made sure that we were taken care of. And she will admit weren't her proudest moments, but she had to do what she needed to do. So I respect that. So like, we don't shame, but it was just interesting. I was just like, you handled it like a champ. It was great. But yeah, let me have a life outside of school. If I want to have a drink, let me have a drink. 
And that also goes to if I want to play video games or if I'm doing content creation as a side job or whatever, let me do this. And please, as long as I'm not embarrassing my school, what does it matter to you if I post a few videos or if I'm streaming or if I'm running a podcast? I'm like, let me just be creative. Let me be me. (laughs) Yeah. Let me have a hobby. Let me have a life. And it's not just all school. Yeah, exactly. It it can't be, man. And that's right. There are certain things that just blow my mind. Okay, I'm a teacher and I posted about issues in the profession. I didn't mention my school. I didn't mention my district, just the profession. Why am I not allowed to do that? Why are you holding me to a higher standard than a congressman? Right. Makes no sense. Don't get me started on that part. That's for a whole nother day. That's that'll, a whole be, other day. that'll be the next episode. <laughs> That's a horse of a different cut. Seriously, I definitely want to be talking about that next time. It's because all of I got a lot to say, especially to people who think they know what's best for my classroom when you never stepped foot into a classroom a day in your life. Preach. Even if you have stepped foot into a classroom, you don't know. <laughs> that classroom you don't know the students you don't know the dynamics you don't know what the teacher has to deal with you don't know what the student has to deal with right just because you think you don't let the ones in the classroom make choices you're not lavar burton this isn't the more don't cue the fucking nbc star bum bum but no get that shit the fuck out of here you don't know what you're talking about exactly yeah i know what i know everything about your job i went to school shit that's I, not how this works i was in high school yeah 38 years ago you geriatric prick shut the fuck yeah. up and, and it kills me people you think you got a degree you're so smart I'm like first i didn't say that but let's just break it down here i went to school i had to go through x amount of certification tests i've been through this many hours of professional development, but yeah, you read a Facebook post. So please educate me. Oh, uh, and then to add to that episode when we get there, cause that's definitely, I'm writing this down for future reference, but also talking about, I know every state is different when it comes to the process of becoming a teacher, but the shit that people deem as important when you're trying to become a teacher and then the actual experience of it. I was like, you could just throw that out the window. Oh yeah. But we'll get into that for another time. (laughs) Yeah. How teacher prep programs really don't teach you or prep you to be a teacher. Yeah. I could tap dance on that salt all day. We'll save that can of worms for next time. But you you were alt cert, right? Yeah, I was alt cert. You were alt cert. I think my way alternative alternative. I didn't go through a teacher. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I went through a teacher prep program. Well, no, alt yeah, cert I, meaning you are not, you don't have a degree in education. No, I'm K-12 sped, K-8 generally. Okay. My degree is in psychology, so. <laughs> yeah, so me, I got an English degree, but traditionally, like you go through a concurrent master's program and you yes. get certified as a teacher in texas florida different places like that most of the time people can't and so i got my degree and then i went through a online course had to pay like five thousand dollars and got certified that way so the first I time i was dead. teaching was <laughs> the first time i taught a class was when i was the teacher i didn't do student teaching at all oh yeah. you lucky bastard oh no i got an oh. internship so i was like let's put it this way i retired my degree is in organizational management. My A, my AA is in criminal justice. I retired from the military, went overseas as a contractor for a year. I came back, got my substitute certification, which was sit through 
five hours. They found out I had a degree. They said, hey, do you want to teach? I was in a classroom before I started any of my programming. Yeah. Before I took any test, I was teaching in a fourth grade classroom. And then I finally passed my general knowledge, professional development, and my subject matter test. And that's even before I had to do all the online, all the online CBTs and every all that craziness. Yeah, none of that prepped me for the real world. None of that <laughs> not one bit of it. Not one bit. Nope. Not one. No. Nope. And bit. we. And that is going to be. I think we just found our next two topics for next time. <laughs> We're there. So there we go. So that's going to take us into next episode when we get together again. But gentlemen, I think. This was a very meaningful conversation. I think we got through. We got a lot of insight, cracked a lot of jokes, talked a lot of shit. It was great. There's a science to it. <laughs> there is an absolute science to properly gassing a room. I will have to it on a student. Look at dude, Bobby, what the fuck did you eat, dude? <laughs> That's always oh, my yeah. favorite. Blame the students. <laughs> Yeah, I do that. I do that in lineman video. When we have video days for football, I used to do that to my fucking lineman. I'd walk up into the back of the room and, and then walk all the way to the front to be like, all right, so we're doing this thing. They're like, coach. I'm like, what? Dude, it was DJ. I walked right by him. I heard that. And I heard that ripple in the fucking seat. I will top that one real quick. So between the bells, I wheel out a speaker and I play music in the hallway. Mainly it's because I can stand out there and bust ass and be loud as shit no one could ever hear me because I'm blaring Macarena or some other bullshit out there. Then I'm standing right by my door, so they have to walk through it to get into the door. That's teacher goals for next year. All right. I'm doing that shit. (laughs) And on that lovely note, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of Unprofessional Development. So if you somehow managed to make your way all the way to the end and found this conversation enlightening, thank you for joining us. And if you didn't like what we say, we don't give a shit. (laughs) This has been three beards and a baby. So... Until next time. Signing off. Grow some facial hair by next month, asshole. No! You have a task. Yes, come no, on. We'll be just, just throw it out during the summer, g <laughs> Hey, just do your bottle my bandana for the next summer. time. I'm bringing my bandana next time. I'm sorry for being out of uniform, fellas. Here we go. Get, your, get a little soul patch or something, bud. Uh, <laughs> until next time. <laughs>